Wish the Joe Beaver. Beaver Show, 1240 Joe Radio. On it. It's a destination people have sought for generations. I'll be near Oregon. And take my wagon train to the Willamette Valley in Oregon. Be sure to come prepared. I'm fascinated. I'm fascinated too. Right on the arm. And with the proper gear. Shall we select our masks? And even in this exacting age. Everything you say comes back to bite you. Come ready to contribute, even if your own son has his doubts. Dad and his mysterious phone calls. <laughs> Remembering what a call to Joe can do. Those phone calls put you through college. As you draw closer, note the surrounding characters. And know this, John and Mike will celebrate when you get here. Arrived at the Joe Beaver Show, 1240 Joe Radio. Well, good morning, everybody. Good morning, and welcome to the uh, Joe Beaver Show. Here for a Friday before the weekend of baseball, the Beavers hosting UC Irvine to open up the home portion of the schedule. It's a post-Pac-12 women's tournament to talk about today. Uh... The men's game, if you want to chat about that, I know we got a text from Doug yesterday. We were just involved in so many other things, Doug, and uh, uh, basketball was not, uh, didn't make it in. And uh, so we can talk about men's basketball. I, I, I think it was a tremendous job, honestly, done by Pi Wayne and the team to go up to a place where, you know, Washington State's not a bad team this year, TJ. No, they're pretty, they're pretty decent in, in net and They've, they've struggled down the stretch. I think six of they lost six of seven going into Monday. They I did remember struggle, correctly. but for a while there, they were a tough, tough out. Kyle Smith, their coach, a, a very solid coach. Yeah. And a solid team, and albeit a deeper team, uh, with only the, the Beavers essentially only having five and a half players available to go last night. And hanging in for, <coughs> they hung in. We'll, they did. We'll, we'll learn more from Mike. Yeah, Mike will join us in the second hour because of travel uh, uh, restrictions or constrictions, whatever it is. They're they're in Spokane. They they stayed in Spokane, bust down, played the game, bust back. So there's not real stress to get to an airport for them today to get to, from Spokane over to Seattle. What's that about an hour flight? Yeah, if that. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've never I've never flown like interstate in Washington. So always always drove. Yeah, I never have either. I've come out of Spokane once to come back to Portland. Many years ago with uh, women's basketball, um, usually when we go there, I was telling this to Mike, we, we stay at the University Inn and fly into, uh, fly into Pullman and fly out of Pullman or out of Spokane if the snow is there. But anyway, they, they played last night, and uh, Ahmad ran. I looked at the box scores. It just looked so weird to have your starting five and one other player playing in the game uh, because of uh, you know the situation of injuries and and other things uh some guys not playing and i'm not really sure why no deshaun davis deshaun no worries uh, or warith and those are two huge players right there for the beavers yeah. and you lose by four um so you really can't blame the guys who played i think they they all did a great job just how but, tired uh, your legs are at the end getting, how tired getting they a, would be getting a jump shot yeah. up in the yeah. at the end of that second half I mean, really, they're not coming out. Rand comes in for a couple. They're just not getting a rest. Drew Eubanks signs another 10-day deal. Mm -hmm. He's been Saw doing that. very well, nearly 10 points and eight rebounds a game for the Blazers. That'll play on the bench. 
And I mean, they need a center. Yurkic is out, so as long as he's out, they need. How long, how long is Nurkic? I can't again? remember. I think Isn't it's it six weeks. Fascia? Yeah, yeah. Which that's something that can linger, can it? Uh, yeah. Because you're always you are constantly putting pressure on your foot. Yeah, you need to do nothing for a long time in order for it. To, and he had been playing with it for quite a while. And they just finally said, you know what, let's let's rest it up. And then they signed Drew Eubanks to a 10-day contract. So he yeah. just was signed this morning. It was reported by Adrian Wojnarowski that uh, he's signed a second 10-day deal, which is great for Drew. We did put in a request to have him on the show uh, early last week. So it's been a while now, and it came back that he wanted to – he wanted to get some time under his belt mm-hmm. prior to coming on the show, which uh, won't happen today, but maybe next week. And he already have a chance. And he got some pub when he came back. Yeah. The, you know, Oregon State alum. He's playing 22 minutes a game, too. And those 10 day NBA contracts are they're pretty nice there well, <laughs> for 10 mean, days of work. Money wise, yeah. Yeah, it's pretty good. I think it's like 80K per game or per day. Per day. Or per 10 days. Per 10 days, I think. I'll, I'll look at well, it's good for you and me, but that's not good for, you know, guys who usually NBA multi-millions of dollars. It valued anywhere from 50000 to 130000 for 10 days. Hey, for any of us normal people, that would be hitting the jackpot. That'd be great. 10 days for a year of work. 10 days for, or more than one year. Or more work. than one, depends, <laughs> depending if you're in, <laughs> you're in this business. Depending on if you're in uh, small town radio or if you're into something else. So congratulations to, uh, to Drew Eubanks. Steve Grass will join us at 1130, and I, I wanted to talk to Steve to just kind of wrap up the women's season after yesterday's loss to Stanford. Steve follows them closely and has for years, as we all have, but I would just get another perspective on it. And what do you think about the WNIT? I don't know if that in-house they've said, no, we're not going to do that, or if they do want to do that. I don't. I haven't heard anything. What do you think about the WNIT? And would you want the the Beavers to go? Now, I think I know the answer. It would be 100% yes, of course. Why not? It's just they've had such a great run seven straight years in the NCAA tournament. Are we spoiled to where the WNIT doesn't have any meaning? Because there was a time when it had a lot of meaning. Judy went several times. The Beavers won it, I think, under Aki many, many years ago. They won the whole thing. It was a smaller tournament. And then... Um, I think uh, Scott got him to a WNIT before busting out with, you know, the Final Four team and those other teams. So why not? And somebody else in an article made a, a good point using Arizona as an example. Heck, yeah, go to the WNIT, win the thing like Arizona did, and then get into the NCAA tournament the next year. They won the NIT and then got into the finals of the NCAA, I think, back-to-back years. But, like, my pushback to that, where's the correlation with Oh, there isn't. I mean, that they were a good team. And yeah. they, they just caught fire at the right time and did that. Mm-hmm. But for Oregon State, here are the positives. You get extra games. Coaches always want extra games for their younger players. Everybody wants extra games. You want to play. Coaches want to play. Coaches, you know, you get extra games. If you're healthy. If you're healthy, which yeah. the Beavers are fairly healthy. You get, you, you, you can have a... If you get the home games, you get some extra revenue. Your fan base gets to go to more games. And with with Oregon State and the way they turn out, especially if any of the dates are after March 12th, you get huge crowds for Oregon State in some WNIT home games. Um, and then uh, 
it's a bigger tournament than it seems, mm-hmm. but it isn't the NCAA tournament. Now, your youth, which we've joked about, but this is serious, your youth, we had a conversation, you and I and somebody else in the hallway did, about the NIT. And I was trying to convince you that the NIT for the men was and has been for decades a very prestigious tournament. But for the last 50 years or 40 years at least, March Madness, CBS TV, that's just the, the absolute monster machine. Mm-hmm. So it, 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 the overshadow of the NIT is so more prominent in the last 40 years than the previous 40 years because the previous 40 years they were on equal footing. The NIT, I looked it up. I always thought it was the original tournament. It's not. The NCAA tournament and the NIT, I think, either started around the same time or if not, then offset by only a couple of years. I always thought that, oh, the NIT was the original tournament and it's always been there. It really hasn't. Uh, 39 was the NCAA tournament and the NIT wasn't that much before that or even after. I can't remember, but it, it wasn't like this granddaddy of that's where everybody went. But it was a very prestigious tournament. Still kind of is, but the but NCAA March Madness just crushes it. And if you're not in the NCAA tournament, why not go into the NIT, which, by the way, is owned now by the NCAA, so they, the pairings are a little bit better. Final Four, of course, has always been at Madison Square Garden. That's not changed, and that's, that's pretty cool. And uh, the, I think there's some good basketball. Now, other tournaments after that, you, you wonder. But certainly the NIT is a very good tournament. The WNIT to the women's NCAA is not quite as strong as the NIT to March Madness, which, by the way, both the men and the women starting this year is dubbed March Madness, but not far off. It's it's a good tournament. I'd be curious to hear people's opinions of uh, this on the University Honda text line or if you want to call in on the Downward Dog phone line at 541-497-5356. My only pushback with this. Yeah. It's a slam dunk for the school. Extra games, extra revenue. People get to come watch basketball. Fans probably yeah. like it, too. Yeah. My question is, like, what do the players want? Because are you going to hang in at, do you hang NIT banners? Oh, yeah. Really? Yeah. You hang CBI banners. Why wouldn't you hang Why would a you? NIT? Okay, then my pushback, why would you hang a CBI banner? That's a different question, but you certainly hang NIT banners. Of course you do. It's a, it's a, see, this is where your youth is showing through. Not, it, not no, ignorance or it? stupidity, just is it? you haven't really been around long enough to know that is a good tournament. But it's not what you and want. And very well respected. No. It is not what you want. No, but we're not in a world, or we shouldn't be in a world, where if you don't get what you want, then you don't do anything. Okay, but let, how would I phrase this? John, let's, let's say like the older generation strives for, for working hard, and, and we hear a lot of, I guess, where am I going to go with this? I don't even know where I'm going with this. It just it, it feels... Feels a little partation, participation e. Oh no, no, just no, no, a no. little bit. And you used that the other day, and I thought it was a little good, bit. You know what? I I'm not trying to be insensitive or anything, and like these these That's players fine. work so hard, and if they want to play and win this thing, so be it. But you like I'll tell you you, about- you start the season every year playing for that NCAA national championship trophy, and if you have no chance to win, none at all. It, you you are are finished with postseason play and you can't win it. Where where's your motivation? Going? There's so much to say on this. I love it. I love that you've stirred the pot. I'm gonna just read a quick text from Tim from Corvallis, and I'm gonna say Tim is right on on this. 
the uh, expansion of the NCAA from 64 to 68 teams took the steam out of the NIT. I agree with that uh, uh, mostly. I won't say that it took all the steam out of it, but it did take some steam. It took some notoriety from the NIT a little bit. Maybe a little because you're taking those teams that yes. would be at the yes. top of the NIT but or the WNIT. There's still some very good teams that play in the NIT that and, just didn't get into the NCAA tournament. And that's true. But the NIT and the WNIT doesn't carry the same luster. I got to tell you a story. I got to tell you a story of what happened to me that got me in trouble. Oh, okay. Let's hear this. Now, I, I lay claim, and I've said this a couple times this morning. <laughs> I believe that I can read a room better than anybody or as good as anybody. Mike's got this talent, too. Part of it has to do with it's sometimes insecurity and uh, paranoia because it's like, I don't want to do anything to make a mistake. I don't want to make any mistakes. So reading a room is crucial. So when your brother is getting in trouble by your parents, you don't go up to them and ask them for candy at that moment because the answer is going to be no if you don't get, you know, swatted across the room. Mm -hmm. Take that into adulthood. There's a lot of things in the work setting, in life setting, at parties. Read the room, man. Read the room. And so... I guess I missed on this one. When Craig Robinson was first hired, the Beavers were going to go to the uh, CBI. They were under 500. I didn't realize they were going to go. And he and I had a conversation earlier in the season. And I think the CBI started the year before he got here. I could be wrong on that. But I remember thinking and trying to talk about on this show and throw out this notion that why would any any tournament or anybody under 500 go to a tournament? And the CBI at the time, and there's the other one, the CIT, but that's for smaller colleges now. But why would anybody invite, much less than go, to a tournament if you're under 500? I said, what kind of a tournament is that? Well, what I didn't know, this doesn't have anything to do with being able to read a room or not. I didn't know. The Beavers ended up going and winning it, but it took him winning the whole thing just to get to 500. Mm -hmm. I didn't know his agent owned that tournament. <laughs> and I didn't ding, know ding, that, ding. that. And I didn't know, but more than that, and he told me this when we were talking about it, and I did read the room and I didn't push it any further. I backed off. Um, he said, well, of course you want to play. He goes, Pl players want to play. We just want, and he, you know, he gave all these examples of being a player at Brown and, and, and um, getting invited to some one of the tournaments and, and uh, just any extra games for players. They want to play. They want to play, which I actually would have agreed with him 14 years ago. I don't think that's the same anymore. Depends I think, on the team. I think there's some teams and players that just quit and they don't care. But he said, no, we wanted to play. We didn't care. We wanted to play. Okay, so you players wanted to play. But fan base, look, should, should teams under 500 participate in something like that? Bowl games, you had six and seven teams at one point going to bowl games. And they had to. They, you, you do it when you have to. You run out of teams. But do you do it when you don't have to? Do you invite teams? like So they actually... Uh, made rules against that, and you had to be 500 or at least six wins, all that. And then it was only when there weren't enough teams to fill bowls, they would go to a f under 500 situation. But that's uh, a sidetrack. For basketball, that was an interesting conversation, and it was the beginning of his time here, and it didn't get us off to a very good start. So <laughs> I, I kind of backed off on that one. 
And then the Beavers went in that year, I believe it was that year, and won the whole thing. But they had to win every game. They did go two out of three in the finals to get to 500 and, and win that tournament. When you talk about participation trophy, I think that's what a lot of people would think of. But NIT, no way, man. That is a good tournament. If you want to keep playing games, and it is a consensus, coaching staff, fan base, players, all want to keep playing, great. Like, you, like go play. It, it's the same thing with bowl games, right? The, the, I, I didn't even think of the bowl game part. Like, these, it's like the Beavers going to the L.A. Bowl this year, right? With, you know, just a 7-5 and five record, no chance ever playing for a national championship, which makes me sound stupid saying this for going to the NIT because it's like a similar situation with you're playing in a postseason game where you have no chance at all of winning a national championship. But now we see players acknowledging that and not playing in these bowl games. Oregon State was an exception this year, having almost everyone playing in their bowl game, right. despite it being meaningless in the big picture of college football. But then you go up the Pac-12 into even these bigger bowl games, and players who aren't playing for a national championship realize, oh, okay, well, I would rather not. What you're describing there speaks to the decline of America, the decline of this win at all costs, Try to make yourself better. Uh, team, don't don't desert your team. All these these things that if you were brought up in the sporting world, you were taught from a very young age by coaches, PE teachers, uh, parents, and and people who are high achievers. But the world is changing so much that generations are coming through. I don't know where they're learning it that it's okay to not care, it's okay to, to quit, and it's okay not to participate unless you can be guaranteed the top prize. The NIT, an, an NIT title is a, a great accomplishment, and a WNIT title is a little bit less, but only because of the scope of the sport. And I think if you won the WNIT, it gets... It's it's a good tournament. It's a very good tournament. And here's the thing to speak about what you were just saying as well, and we got to take a break. If you're not in the NCAA tournament, it's still a tournament. See, these preseason tournaments aren't preseason. They're not tournaments anymore. That You go and you know you're playing these two teams, and they call it a tournament. Whereas postseason tournaments are single elimination, yeah. losing, you're out. So you're, 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 your season's extended. You have to win to keep going. You want to. There should be, and I'm sure there is, but there should be pride in wanting to win that thing. And yeah, you win it, you get your trophy, you go home, and it's not the NCAA title, but it's not bad. It's not bad It'd at be, all. It would be a little different with, let's say, baseball, where if you're, if you're not guaranteed, there's a reason they don't have another baseball tournament after right. the season's over, because right. pitch, pitchers don't ha- can't throw unlimited pitches, and you want to keep guys healthy. Uh, maybe a, One more pushback on this, comparing it to bowl games. Now, here where it's different, four teams in college football play for a national championship. That's it. Yeah. Every year until, I think, 26 now. That's, that's going to be it. Four teams. Right. Meanwhile, in the NCAA now, on both the men's and women's March Madness, 68 teams get that chance. And then you're picking, how big's the NIT? I think it's 32. 32. You're picking the next 32 teams. Yeah. So what? So we have 44 bowl games. That's 88 teams, right? So I, give, give or take, you know, you're including about 10 more teams in the NIT field than you would um, in the whole bowl scape. If you just think about it that way, but just my 
just a little thought. There's some very good bubble teams. There are. That don't get into the NCAA There tournament. are. And if they want to keep playing and, and go win the tournament, yes. If your team is injured, exhausted, and you know the the heartbreak of not making the tournament there that motivation just might not be there i've never heard we of, we missed i've never heard of any team turning down a basketball tournament except for maybe the cbi and even then most most teams take them i've never heard of any team ever saying no to the nit or the wnit because ever. it's revenue for the school well Do the players that, but that's true but the the players still want it too consensus uh, we're going to answer that when we come back from the break. Okay, I like that. Great discussion here on 1240 Joe Radio. For auto glass solutions, better call a glass man. Call 541-760-2277. Call the glass man. Hi, this is Jake the Glassman. If you need your windshield repaired or replaced, you don't need to call that 800 number. Give me a call. For auto glass solutions, better call the glass man. Call 541-760-2277. Call the glass man. Trump's Hobbies has been serving the area since 1972 and is a proud supporter of schools, clubs, and groups throughout the Mid-Valley. Trump says the area's largest selection of radio-controlled cars, boats, airplanes, and helicopters, plus drones, plastic models, model trains, fantasy games, collector cards, and modeling tools, parts, paints, and supplies. Whether you're an experienced modeler or just starting out, Trump's is there to help. Build it. Drive it. Fly it. Trump's Hobbies in the Timber Hill Shopping Center in Corvallis, bringing enjoyment to life. Win meet at the Albany Gun Club, March 12th, meet shoot with junior, beginner, intermediate, and advanced yardages plus games. Entry tickets are just $5 a round, and you'll have a chance to win bacon, sausage, ham, and jerky. Shooting starts at 9. If you haven't joined the Albany Gun Club, join today. It's only $20 a year, and you'll receive a discount on rounds that will quickly cover your membership costs. The club is a great place for networking, friendships, and a safe place to shoot. Albany Gun Club, 3 and 3 quarters miles east of I-5 on Highway 20. For more info, go to albanygunclub.com. If you feel you're overpaying on your taxes and you're not as profitable as you should be, you're not alone. At Tax and Wealth Management in Corvallis, they can help because that's what they do. They work with individuals and business owners to lower your taxes, increase your profit, and manage your cash flow. They provide bookkeeping and payroll services too. Give them a call at 541-753-4185. That's 753-4185. And get in the game. Tax and Wealth Management in Corvallis, your hometown tax team. And go Beeves. The Peacock Bar and Grill is making eating out affordable with a 650 specials from 11 till 9 every day of the week. On Monday, it's a small sirloin steak dinner. Tuesday, any pub-sized burger on the menu. Wednesday, it's an open-faced hot turkey sandwich. Thursday, it's spaghetti and meatballs. Friday is a French dip. Saturday, pulled pork sliders. And Sunday, it's mac and cheese. You can always call ahead and get it to go or have it delivered. The Peacock Bar and Grill, a local favorite since 1929 on 2nd Street, downtown Corvallis. We this is such a fun discussion. We're we're arguing or debating, whatever you want to call it, off the air and having to remind ourselves, oh, let's save this for for when we get are back on the it's, air. It's better if it's, you know, just pure, unfiltered argument yeah. with fresh thoughts instead of rehashing it. Steve Grass will join us um, coming up. He was longtime uh, sports writer for the the, the uh, Gazette Times and Democrat Herald and is in uh, other uh, uh, departments within the paper still connected in some ways with sports and uh, very close to the women's program for the better part of 20 years. We'll get his take on this. 
he's in between you and me as far as age goes, a closer to my age than yours, certainly. There's been some great texts coming in on this, and we want to keep this topic alive, but we will talk women's basketball. Uh, someone wrote, and I, I'm, I'm glad to see this, that two of the women's players have already been quoted in the paper in, the, or, in OregonLive.com. Are you off? You're looking... I feel like I hear something in my headphones. Yeah. No, oh, no. We're, we're good. That's we're confusing. Good. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, um, the two players have already said they'd love to play in the WNIT if that were an opportunity. So we'll, we'll uh, keep this going. Um, Again, you. so me, if I was playing, I played baseball. Yeah. If, you, if you offered up when I was in high school, hey, you want to go play another tournament even if you can't win a state championship? Yeah, sure. I, lo- I loved playing. Yeah. I was one of those guys. I loved it. Yeah. Especially, I'm not going to go pro. Here I am talking into a microphone. Right. right? I'm not going to go pro. So I, lo- I enjoy every moment I got out there playing. Yeah. But it's not the same for everybody. It is not. If, again, you're hurt. And the conversation we're having off the air, so why doesn't baseball have one of these? Now, I'm not – when we were off the air, I was taking up for why isn't there an NIT for baseball. baseball? And I said because coaches would refuse to play in it because of pitcher innings. Now, I said why. If you, you, if you don't refuse the trek to Omaha, why would you refuse the trek to some other place? Because Omaha, you have a chance to win a national championship. What's the difference on your arm between a national title and an NIT title? Because an NIT title doesn't hang in the outfield. An, an NIT baseball title. Of course it would. Any title that is won. Do you think Oregon State, that's won three national championships, would hang an NIT title in the outfield? Well, I don't think so. Okay, now we're speculating way outside the box because there is no baseball if, NIT. If like, Weber State won an NIT title, maybe they would hang it. But like that's You'd different. be surprised at what schools will hang after what they win. My favorite banner, we could just go to the pros. The Indianapolis Colts have an AFC finalist banner hanging up in the rafters of the combine this week that NFL media members love to take a photo of and hang it, bless you, and just take a picture of it. So when I, that's what I think of. <laughs> my beloved Blazers, and I say beloved from my childhood, not so much as a grown adult. They've got every every banner under the sun, and they retired way too many jerseys in the early stages. Twardzik, uh, Steele. I mean, they were beloved players, but they just retired too many too quickly. See, see and, it's, and I think they even have one. I thought they had one for a radio station, but maybe that's not true. I just remember looking up, going, going, going yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. They it, have too many flags. They lose their meaning. Like Jersey retirements, I think are different. Cause like you can have someone who means a lot to the franchise, not necessarily needs to be a hall of famer, but like if they were really influential, yeah. like David Wright with the Mets, right? He's probably not a hall of famer. I don't think I haven't looked at his numbers in a while, but he meant a lot to their, their franchise. So a guy like him would get his number retired, but you know, I'm, I've spent my youth years going to, uh, Seattle Mariner games and their banners are very old. They don't have a lot to hang. So Mike, if we're if we're talking on that, uh, that sense, we need to take a break and bring in Steve Grass. Uh, Mike from Seattle says, is, "Thank God for TJ. I love, love you, Mike." You. It's the Seattle guys we got to keep together. <laughs> yeah, well, you you Seattle guys, we uh, but let's we continue this. We, we can continue this baseball talk on yeah. the other side. Of this. All right, let's break and we'll come back with Steve Grass and just kind of wrap up. At least for now, the women's basketball season after uh, yesterday's game against Stanford. This is the Joe Beaver Show, the Downward Dog uh, phone line, but also the University Honda text line 
It's 541-497-5356. Keep the text coming in on this or any other topic, even when we're talking with Steve. And uh, Mike, Mike will join us. Parker will join us at uh, 1230. Back after this on 1240 Joe Radio. Does your financial advisor take the time to really listen to you? Is your financial strategy personalized for you and your family? Will your financial advisor be there as your life and financial situation change? Hi, I'm former Oregon State athlete Tim Ewis, your Corvallis Edward Jones financial advisor. When we work together, we'll focus on what's important to you. We'll use an established process to create a personalized financial strategy backed by the advice, tools, and resources to help you reach your goals and we'll partner to help your strategy stay on track. Contact me today, 541-758-8245. Edward Jones, member SIPC. If you've been putting off that home remodeling project but have finally decided to take a leap and get it done, Corvallis Floor Covering can help. Stop by and browse through their large showroom with a wide variety of carpet, laminate, tile, wood, and vinyl flooring and window coverings from all the popular brands. Corvallis Floor Covering is at the corner of 2nd and Van Buren downtown or log on to CorvallisFloorCovering.com. Shop local, shop Corvallis Floor Covering, and go Beeves! Whether you are looking for your first job or an exciting career change, at Intech we are looking for you. Intech is growing and offers entry-level wages starting at $18 to $22 per hour, as well as excellent pay and benefit opportunities for established professionals, immediate full benefit eligibility, health insurance, 401k, life and disability, tuition reimbursement, and so much more. Career opportunities from entry-level to professional are available. To start enjoying the career you've always wanted, visit entek.com and click on the Careers tab. We're excited to meet you. Cracky Cards combines the worlds of sports, cards, and games to bring a fresh take on your local game store. Cracking Cards in downtown Corvallis carries sports cards, Pokemon cards, MTG cards, and more. If you're into sports cards and games, Cracking Cards is for you. OSU fans, Cracking Cards has a dedicated Oregon State alumni box just for you. Cracking Cards, 114 Southwest 3rd Street in downtown Corvallis. CrackingSportsCards.com, your connection to everything fun. It's a party, and it's every Friday night at Highland Bowl. Thunder Alley! It starts at 10 and runs until 1230. Check out the black lights and glow and bowl to your favorite music. Thunder Alley! Includes unlimited bowling, shoes, and prizes for just 12 bucks. Call now and reserve your lane for Thunder Alley! Every Friday night from 10 until 1230. We set them up, do not come down. Highland Bowl, 9th Street, Corvallis. 11.35 this morning. Steve Grass joins us now here on the uh, Downward Dog Sports Line. It's also the phone line, and the number is 541-497-5356. Steve, how you doing? Thanks for taking time for us today. I'm doing well, John. How about you? Good. Did you go to Vegas, or have you, have you stayed home and you watched the games on TV? I've been home watching everything on TV, thinking I need to go next year. <laughs> yeah. You know, me too. I... I uh, I've always wanted to go, and I didn't think quick enough on the plan to either go to the women's tournament or the men's tournament this year, but certainly next year. Have you been listening to our discussion on tournaments? I have not. Okay. Well, we've been talking about tournaments. It started with you know, this discussion of perhaps going into the WNIT for the women's team. TJ takes a, a stance that quite surprises me. I, I haven't really heard it before. And that is that anything other than the NCAA tournament is a waste of time. Um, I think there's some pushback on that from our texters, not all of them, but some, um, and then it morphed into baseball and would there, there's, would there, there would never be an NIT for baseball, but if there would, if there was, 
would you want to go? And TJ, you say coaches would say no. To no, it. they would refuse because they want to keep their pitchers healthy. It, but but I say, well, okay, but the the uh, NCAA teams should have that same thing and refuse that tournament. Well, at least in the NCAA. Uh, we can continue this later. We can but. later. But anyway, <laughs> I don't know if you have a thought on that. But it all kind of stems from this idea that maybe the women's basketball season isn't over. Yeah, I mean, I think that it's, I, 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 like, you know, CBI and all the other things, I always thought that's kind of like a waste. I think... You know, Oregon State did play in the WNIT back in 2011, 2012. It was uh, Jamie Wisner's first year, and they got a chance to play in there. And I think it really helped, you know. Or no, it wasn't that. It was the year before that. And I think it really helped them, you know. It was a young program building, obviously. It was early in Scott's tenure there. And I think it was a good thing for that. And, and plus, they got home games. And so, um, you know, the, the Beaver Nation will show up and support the team and, and everything, it, I think it kind of depends on where you're at as a team, too. I know uh, Corey Close, the UCLA's coach, I heard, um, you know, she said, yeah, I would take my team to the WNIT, but I think we're an NCAA tournament team. So I think every program's a little different in what you need to get out of it. And I don't know, um, not having been around daily, like, you know, in, in years past, or not daily, but often is in years past, I don't know the sense of where this team is. It's got a lot of, you know, seniors on this team. Um, that will be leaving. So is it is it good to keep playing and let some of the younger players play? But they've kind of played. Um, and, and would that create you know something to build on? I think next year's team's going to look completely different, you know, than this year's um, in a lot of ways. And so um, yeah, I don't know. That'd be a, it. I think it'd be an interesting discussion that Scott and the coaches and the university have. Like, do we want to keep playing? Um, and, and I don't I don't know how they how they feel about that. Yeah, and, and, and would it matter on the, uh, the notoriety of, of said tournament? I mean, I think that the WNIT is a good tournament. Yeah, it is. And if you look at it, you know, teams have, that have gone there, I mean, Arizona, you know, got to a national championship game last year, and they went and won the WNIT a few years back. It really helped jumpstart Adia's program and what she wanted to do that. Those extra games, they sold out. You know, McHale Center, it was like that was the big push. Come out and support this team. Look what we're doing. And yeah. and, and now look where Arizona is. You know, they're they're a, an every year, you know, national nationally ranked team and a team that's looked at as an NCAA tournament team and a top four seed and potential to get to the, the Elite Eight and Final Four every year, you know, there. And so I think that helped elevate Arizona's program. Um, and, I, I you know, so again, that was a different situation. Arizona was was just up and coming and it was a perfect fit for them. So I think, but it is, it's a good tournament. There's some pretty quality teams that, you know, get, obviously they're not in the, the top 68, you know, uh, but there's some pretty good teams that have played in the WNIT. And I mean, I, I remember covering it, you know, that year Oregon State was in, and it was a lot of fun. I mean, it was weird because they, they wound up playing Washington, you know, for like the third or fourth time for the year. Just, so there was a lot of like, everything was kind of more, West Coast centric is the teams they played, so it wasn't as spread out, you know, as the NCAA tournament is. But I still thought it was, you know, it was obviously good for for the Beavers at that point in their in their growth as a program for sure. Steve Grass joining us on the Joe Beaver Show. Steve, you mentioned the young players playing more in the WNIT. So if we're looking at the young players, who benefits the most from the Beavers accepting a WNIT bid? I, I don't know. I mean, I think just playing more and more games would help anybody that's coming back. But I don't know how much it helps as, 
far as growing the program, I guess would be what it is. Mm. Um, I mean, any more, any more time for, for the freshmen to play together and kind of work some stuff there. I mean, it's hard without Taylor Jones in there, who's going to be, you know, assuming that she is healthy, you know, at the start of next year is going to be a focal point of the offense. It, that's what's really hurt them. I think this year is yeah. not having her presence down low. So she's not going to gain anything there. So are you really building towards the next year's team? Or are you just giving kids a chance to play a little more? And I, and I think that in this situation, you know, what we've experienced the last two years with so many games being just, you know, postponed or canceled or moved all around, you know, it might be like, hey, just go have fun and play the game of basketball and have fun and see what you guys do. You know, um, I, like I said, they don't need it for the development of their program, but it might just be a reward. You know, if the, if the players want to do it, it might be, you know, hey, what do you guys want to do? Do you seniors, you know, that aren't going to be back next year, do you even want to play more? Or are you guys done if you don't make the NCAA tournament? I don't like the notion that a mindset is if I can't have this big prize, I don't want this slightly smaller prize. I don't like that. If you love sports and you're a competitor and you've been with a team, it's a family, you work hard and you enjoy it, uh, why wouldn't you play a few extra games? It might be a few extra games in some of their careers. Many of them aren't going to go overseas and play in Italy or, or Siberia. They're done, and, and uh, you know they'd want to stick around. But now more and more with bowl games and individuals and then, and then this conversation here it's more like yeah i don't think i want to do that and it's like wow wow something i never would have heard during uh uh decades prior to uh, to where we are right now steve grass joining us yeah so i'll just say this too comment on that and then this i i was with i don't remember steve how many it was but in my years from 99 to 07 was it three WNIT seasons? Two for certain. And the the I traveled with the team. One time we played long enough to get into the uh, the quarterfinals. We went to um, we went to Omaha to play Creighton. Eventually Creighton. got beat by them, but we were stuck there for like a week because we had won at Nebraska. You know the week before, and it was a blast. And they had a great time. Now maybe it was just that team. But Judy was great, and it was a, it was a great time, and get and winning two, and then playing in three games for that time with the program and where it was was a great time. Yeah, you know, I think it's so interesting. I think COVID has taught many of us new things that are important in our lives, and I don't know. You know, it, it, we don't know how difficult it's been for these players over the course of the last two years with all the testing, the never knowing for sure if you're playing, the highs and lows, the, you know, the, the pauses and all that. At some point, you know, you're just done. You know, you've enjoyed this experience. Like, I'll, I'll look at, like, and I, I'm just throwing it out because Ellie Mack has played six years now. You know, like, maybe she's like, you know what? What, what two more games or another game or this, that really mean to this? I've experienced this. I'm not in the NCAA tournament. That's what we came here to do. You know, maybe it's time to take the next step and, you know, maybe you're done with school and you're going to go on to your next thing. I, there's a whole lot of those types of things, you know, because people are saying like, oh, can Taylor Jones take a red shirt, uh, a medical red shirt? And I'm like, well, she could, but that would mean she could be here for six years. Does she want that? Who knows? Maybe she does. And she loves it so much and wants to do that, but she might have opportunities to, even leave after next year, you know? And so, you know, it's that COVID year kind of gives everybody that extra thing. You know, I think Ellie Mack, like, wanted to come back and see what it was like to play in front of fans at Gill. So she's had that experience. 
you know, some of the other players. I don't know because I haven't been around them and talked with them this year, so it's difficult to gauge, you know, where they're at. But I think sometimes teams are just, players are just like, hey, look, I've put in all of this for the last however many years of my life, and it's time to, to go on. Something Sometimes, Steve, like you said, there are other things to life besides sports, and that's where the balance comes in. Let's go to yesterday, Steve. I mean, it it's, was a tough start uh, for Oregon State. They, they came, they are coming back in the second half, but it, it just it looked like a mismatch from the start. Whatever adjustments throughout the, what they or what Scott saw from the first two games with Stanford, it didn't seem that they were, you know, that the progress was there. This third matchup. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think Stanford had you know been a little emotion on their side yesterday too, coming out. Yeah. Um, and, and, and everything, and, you know, they, they're playing for quite a bit still too. They, you know, they haven't lost to a Pac-12 team in over, you know, a year. Um, and so, you know, they're, they're really good. They're so talented. They came out, they made shots and, you know, got out I mean, you know, credit to Oregon state for getting it right back in there. And, um, you know, I, I was actually driving to pick my daughter up from school. So when the second half started, they cut it down, and then there was a questionable foul call, and then a non-foul call. Listen to, to to Ron call the game. You know, I didn't see that, so I don't know. But that kind of switched, you know, kind of things back there. Um, but I mean, Stanford's is really good. I mean, I don't know if there's really an expectation of beating that team when they're so deep, and even if their top three players are not on, their three players coming off the bench could be starting on pretty much any team. Um, so it's, it, they're just very, very difficult to play against. And, you know, I mean, it, it was a, it was an unfortunate start for sure. You're like, Hey, let's see how you can kind of come out, what you can do. But, uh, I think Stanford has a lot more to do with that than, than Oregon state. And, you know, yesterday. Yeah. Scott did say post game in his presser that he thought they were matching the pace they wanted to, but the shots just weren't really falling. Uh, in yeah, the you, first can't, half. you can't start one for ten. <laughs> yeah, no. you know what it looked like to me, guys. Uh, the the first quarter, and but not after that was, which was disappointing because one would think you're over that by now. But it looked like they were scared, and it was like, oh, we're playing Stanford. We're not supposed to be any good, and just throwing up horrible shots, bad turnovers, and just looking terrible. Two points in the quarter, and then it was like, okay, no, we're supposed to be here, and you play normal. Problem was the hole that they dug. Yeah. Anyway. Well, I mean, you know, it's, it's sometimes that sometimes you, you know it, it was kind of a perfect storm when you go up and give up a couple of threes to open the game and and you can't buy a bucket. I mean, you do start to press. You try not to, but I think that's sometimes human nature. And and you know, it's not an easy task. It's not like you went up against say Washington and did that. I'm picking on Washington because they finished last in the conference, but you know, they gave Stanford a run. Um, you know, so it, 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 it's harder to come back in those. But, yeah, I mean, they did. You know, they hit some big shots and, and, and got back into it. And, you know, then Stanford said, all right, we're done playing around. And, you know, went back on another one of those, you know, patented Stanford runs that they've been doing for how long has Tar been there? That long. <laughs> yeah. It's almost as if it's, it's funny. If you look at the body of work here maybe in the last 10 years, it's almost as if Tara has – I was talking with Mike Parker uh, today, and, and it's almost as if, as if uh, she got challenged by Scott a, a few years there with the Final Four team and everything, and then a little bit from Kelly Graves, and then said, okay, okay, uh, it's, it's time to, to right this ship, and is now back to, 
dominating last year as well, obviously with the title dominating the Pac-12 again, while the other programs have lifted themselves up to higher standards. Yeah, no, she's definitely competitive. Um, I remember the whole, the zone that Oregon State played that, that stunned or shocked or caught Stanford off guard and that, that win at Gill um, in 20-whatever year it was, must in 2016. And then, like, you know, she came back and said, oh, let's don't play that zone again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, you're never playing that zone against Tara again. You got the one game on her. Yeah, you, you got the one quarter that you did that and you won. And, no, she's, I mean, she's super competitive. And, you know, the, the nice thing is she's going to go out and beat you and then she's going to talk you up as well. Before it's we not f- to talk her program up. It's yeah. to talk up the conference. And That's right. She said, you know, hey, look, Oregon State's a, an NCAA tournament team. Yeah. And she said that afterwards. So whether she firmly believes that or not, I don't know, but she still supports the conference even though she wants to kick everybody's butt. I love that. Last thing, just a thought on the year that the Beavers have had and, and you know, with COVID affecting everybody, but some more than others. And with Oregon State, you talk about a 25-day period where they couldn't play and didn't play anybody much less themselves because of uh, COVID issues either within their own program or with other programs. 25 days, and then losing uh, Taylor Jones was was a big hit. They've been through a lot, this team has. Uh, um, you know, your thoughts about finishing 14 and 13, I know that's a, a disappointment to the fans, but they've been through more than you, you, you would think a team would go through. Yeah, you know, this was an interesting year because, you know, with, with the losses of the transfer, well, the, the transfer of Sasha Goforth at the end of last year really was hurt going into this year. And then losing Taylor Jones in the middle or, you know, even before conference season starts, I guarantee if she plays, they're not 14 and 13. Yeah, I mean, she could probably get some four wins. You know, now you're looking at 18 and 9, and, you know, that's not a bad year at all. Um you know, in here. And so, you know, a lot of new grad transfers coming in and players doing, you know, there, it, it's just been, a, and it was just disjointed. Like you said, a 25 day pause. It's like they had two seasons. They were playing pretty well, you know, coming out of Hawaii. Um, granted, yeah. not the talent that you're going to see in the Pac-12, but then having that delay and losing Taylor. And I mean, you know, they could have beat Arizona twice, but they, they were right there with ASU on the road. By the way, congrats to Charlie Turner Thorn. Yep on a great career and what she did for the Pac-12. It'll be interesting to see where they go. But, you know, it, it's going to be interesting. I want to know what the guard play looks like coming into next year because they've got the number three ranked recruiting class, but two of those are, are kind of, you know, front court players. And um, it'll be interesting to see kind of where it goes. But I, I didn't know what to expect this year going into it with, with you know, Aaliyah leaving and kind of that rock that can handle the ball and run run the offense and, and everything, and I think they need to shore up a point guard position and how that rotation is going to go. You got a couple of guards coming in. That Scott said, you know, when they sign, they both have kind of that, they, they have the point guard mentality and they've played the point. So I don't want to see where they kind of land with with the point guard position next year, whether it's Talia or somebody coming in or by committee, how that kind of plays out. But I mean, their front court should be pretty good the next you know few years. You know, assuming that Taylor comes back healthy. So. It was it was a weird. It's been a weird two years, and I think you just kind of chalk it up to you learn a lot about yourself and what you love about the game. And while you may not have had as much success on the court, you look at it in Oregon down there. That's a really talented team that that really could be you know could have lost three more games than what they did. And and, and so it's just kind of a crazy. Year. I don't think you can read too much into it. Although I do think there are some things that Oregon State needs to address moving forward. 
and I'm, I'm sure Scott will do that. Great insight as always, Steve. Thanks for your time, and have a good weekend. All right. Thanks, guys. Steve Gress joining us from the Corvallis Gazette Times on the Joe Beaver Show. Let's take a break, come back, finish out the hour, continue with the the uh, the back and forth. We missed out on some texts. There are some texts to get to, certainly, on the previous topic. And your thoughts at 541-497-5356, Downward Dog phone line, or University Honda text line. Mike Parker, our only other scheduled guest at 11, uh, or sorry, 1230. So we've got plenty of time to talk to you or uh, your texts right here on 1240 Joe Radio. Win meet at the Albany Gun Club, March 12th meet shoot with junior, beginner, intermediate, and advanced yardages plus games. Entry tickets are just $5 a round, and you'll have a chance to win bacon, sausage, ham, and jerky. Shooting starts at 9. If you haven't joined the Albany Gun Club, join today. It's only $20 a year, and you'll receive a discount on rounds that will quickly cover your membership costs. The club is a great place for networking, friendships, and a safe place to shoot. Albany Gun Club, three and three quarters miles east of I-5 on Highway 20. For more info, go to albanygunclub.com. If you feel you're overpaying on your taxes and you're not as profitable as you should be, you're not alone. At Tax and Wealth Management in Corvallis, they can help because that's what they do. They work with individuals and business owners to lower your taxes, increase your profit, and manage your cash flow. They provide bookkeeping and payroll services too. Give them a call at 541-753-4185. That's 753-4185. And get in the game. Tax and Wealth Management in Corvallis, your hometown tax team. And go Beavs! Cracker Cards combines the worlds of sports cards and games to bring a fresh take on your local game store. Cracking Cards in downtown Corvallis carries sports cards, Pokemon cards, MTG cards, and more. If you're into sports cards and games, Cracking Cards is for you. OSU fans, Cracking Cards has a dedicated Oregon State alumni box just for you. Cracking Cards, 114 Southwest 3rd Street in downtown Corvallis. CrackingSportsCards.com, your connection to everything fun. Unified Insurance Group is your local independent insurance agency in Corvallis. They represent numerous insurance companies and specialize in auto, home, and business insurance. See Mike Eves, Taylor Starr, and Tom Worth. They'll help find an insurance plan that works best for you. If you're looking for auto, home, or business insurance, see the Unified Insurance Group, 320 Southwest 3rd Street in downtown Corvallis. They're your hometown team, always putting you first. Here at locally owned and operated Alirica Networks, we use the same service you do, so you can be rest assured that you're getting the very best internet service, whether for home, business, or enterprise. At Alirica, we make sure that each of our valued customers gets the plan that best fits their needs. So whether you require basic service or faster speeds for gaming or HD video streaming, we will make sure to match you with the plan that works best for your home or business. Alirica Networks always goes the extra mile. Give us a call or find out more at Alyrica.net. More than 100 million wild animals. Yes, that is true. You don't want to hear about wild animals? No, no. We hear about them all day. <laughs> we do. Not when we're yeah, we in do. live programming. We have a... Wild uh, animals know when to rest, though. We have a, we have a rule Including here. Including playing, not playing in tournaments. They don't want to As a program director to my minions, I have a rule. If you're running a game or doing a live local show, PSAs are not allowed. Because they play all day the they rest get, of the day. They get more airtime than anything. <laughs> than they, they do. Although we're getting a lot better uh, of being able to fill those those spot breaks with uh, 
fine sponsors, of which we have a lot here for the Joe Beaver Show, and really appreciate it. A couple of minutes left in this hour. We'll get to our text at the outset of the next hour. Um, uh, well, oh, oh, Judy just called in with a good question. Judy was saying that on the postgame show, Mike was mentioning the Beavers only had, um, she said seven scholarship players. I think it was only six. Only six. Unless they had someone who scholarship but didn't play. But I, can't I remember Mike saying six and then a walk-on. Yeah, it would be six and a walk-on. It wouldn't be. It wouldn't be seven. So they're down to to essentially six players. Ahmad Rand was uh, the only player who came off the bench, and he only played thirteen minutes. That's it. Yeah. So everybody else was upwards of thirty some minutes. I had the bat. I had it pulled up. Anyway, I closed it. Judy's question was: well, Is that normal? No, 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 no. That is highly unusual. Highly unusual, Judy, because. Usually you have, what's the scholarship limit, 12 for uh, basketball? I think it's 12. You have 12 and you play 8. 12 scholarship, you play 8, and you have a good, sometimes you can have a bench, Judy, that's deep enough to go 4 or 5 deep. So you might have 10 players who would regularly play, yeah. and a lot of teams will go 8. About 8 players, 3 off the bench, 9 if you're a really pretty deep team. If you're going to win the national championship, yeah. you could probably have 5 off the bench. And if you're it, comfortable it gives playing. the other guys a rest. These guys are going 40 minutes. I'm sure a couple of guys played all 40 minutes. They never got a rest. And some players love that. Some players don't. And it's just a matter of um, what's that name in the NBA that they use for resting guys? Uh, Load management. Load management. (laughs) Make up a fancy name for, anyway, don't get me started. Of resting. Don't get me started. But they need it. They need the rest. And, And there's almost always seven, eight, nine, 10, 11 scholarship players. And because of, a number of reasons, including illness, including we don't know, mostly we don't know, and injuries. Yeah. Oregon State was just down to six players. That never happens. It's easier for guards if you're no, you're like a more standard human height of six two or six three, weighing I don't know 180 pounds. A little easier to go all 40 minutes. But right. if you're you know six foot nine, two forty, that's a lot. Oh of, yeah, a lot of energy you need to use you see those to move guys, like those that. players men and women just lumbering down the floor it, it takes a lot of energy to move for yeah. that much yeah. and that long so to uh, your question it's a good question i mean there's a lot of people who don't follow that closely even if you do it's a good question it's not normal it's not normal and uh and i thought they did a great job losing 71 to 67 and um you know for the most part Playing fairly well. Went right right to the wire with Washington State yeah. twice this week. Right to the wire. Overtime on Monday, and then uh, uh, only and they only had, I think, seven players on Monday, six players last night. Anyway, this hour is done. We've got a lot more coming up in hour number two, including your phone calls and or texts on 1240 Joe Radio. Roll tape, please. Here's the microphone. Is this thing on? This is KEJO Corvallis. Everybody hear me? We're on in five. And QID. 1240. Joe Radio. I'm Jim Chesko with your money now. Google has confirmed a Reuters report that it has suspended all advertising in Russia. The decision made, it says, in light of the extraordinary circumstances in Ukraine, covers all Google's ad services in Russia, including Google Display Advertising, YouTube, and Search. Alphabet-owned Google and Facebook parent Meta had both already taken steps to prevent Russian state media from running ads on their respective platforms. 
U.S. stocks are firmly in the red today, with investors continuing to monitor the conflict in Ukraine. The Dow Industrials down 390 points, the S&P 500 lower by 57, and the Nasdaq and Disney, J.P. Morgan Chase, and Visa all about 4% lower. U.S. oil prices soared today amid worries about supply tied to the Russian aggression. April crude rallied more than $8, settling at $115.68 a barrel. That's your money now. Exergen would like you to know about an important study just released by the FDA. It confirms what the medical community has known all along. Non-contact thermometers are not accurate. The study also reports that they fail to meet FDA requirements for accuracy and labeling. With new strains of COVID on the rise, we can't afford to tolerate the rampant false temperature readings from non-contact thermometers. Accurate temperature measurements are essential. You need Exergen thermometers because they are accurate and backed by over 100 clinical studies. Be sure, be accurate with Exergen. Learn more at exergen.com. Asthma symptoms can attack anywhere, like on a city street. <coughs> now you can get fast relief anywhere with new improved Primatine Mist, the only FDA-approved asthma inhaler available over the counter. So whether you need relief on symptoms at the park or at your kitchen table, Primatine Mist starts working quickly, opening up your airways to restore free breathing. <sighs> For temporary relief of mild symptoms of intermittent asthma, use Primatine Mist and breathe easy again. Available at CVS. Have an interior or exterior painting project? Let the experts at Armstrong Painting handle the work for you. Armstrong Painting has earned an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau and a reputation for quality service at a fair price here in the Mid-Valley. Armstrong Painting's team of local professionals use the best quality Miller paint and work year-round to provide lasting beauty and protection for your home or business. Schedule your exterior painting project for spring or summer. Call Ken at 541-990-5147 for a free estimate. Online at armstrongpaintingllc.com. Does your financial advisor take the time to really listen to you? Is your financial strategy personalized for you and your family? Will your financial advisor be there as your life and financial situation change? Hi, I'm former Oregon State athlete Tim Ewis, your Corvallis Edward Jones financial advisor. When we work together, we'll focus on what's important to you. We'll use an established process to create a personalized financial strategy backed by the advice, tools, and resources to help you reach your goals. And we'll partner to help your strategy stay on track. Contact me today, 5 Four one seven five eight eight two four five. Edward Jones, member SIPC. Hi, I'm Dennis Silvers, the golf guru, here with another golf minute to help you make the ball do what you want. Ever find yourself behind a tree when playing golf and wish that you could curve the ball so you could still go for the green? Well, wish no more because here's how to bend the ball around a tree on command. To hit an intentional hook, aim your feet and shoulders slightly right of your target. Put the club face so it appears to be pointing at your left shoe. Swing normally, starting the downswing with your lower body, which puts the club to the inside. To hit an intentional slice, aim your feet and shoulders slightly left. Open the club face so the heel is in front of the toe. Swing hard and hang on to the club. You don't want it to turn over. Hold off the club's rotation and make the heel lead the toe through impact. So remember, put the face for a hook, lead the heel for a slice, and playing from the lumberyard is no problem. Timber! For the Golf Minute, I'm Dennis Silvers. 
My sign is a potential customer's first impression, so it needs to be perfect. It's possible at Staples. There are four other bakeries within five blocks of here. My shop needs to stand out. Also possible. With Staples Print and Marketing Services, small businesses can print big with wide format signs and banners. Right now, get $10 off custom printed signs, banners, and posters when you spend $50 or more. Create your sign at Staples. The Working and Learning Store ends 326. Visit staples.com slash signage for details. You could unlock more cash than you realize from your home's equity with a cash-out refinance today. In the last year, average home values have gone up nearly 20%. And with Rocket Mortgage, you could unlock thousands in less than three weeks. But you've got to act right now before rates go up. So when you're looking to unlock the cash in your home, Rocket can. Call 8338-ROCKET today or go to rocketmortgage.com to get started. Rocket. Rates current as of 12-12-21. Call for cost information and conditions. Equal housing lender license in all 50 states. NMLSConsumeraccess.org. Number 3030. Call 800-490-1233 for disclosures and cost information. This is L.A. Rams punter Johnny Hecker, and you are listening to The Joe Beaver Show. 1240 Joe Radio welcomes you back for another edition of The Joe Beaver Show, where, as always, we accommodate all manner of inquiry. I'd like to ask you one question. Go ahead. You think that girls think less of a boy if he lets himself be kissed? With your host, Doc Parker. You better do your research, Parker. Doc Parker, reinventing the art of play-by-play. The boys are back in the field. They're lined up, and there they go. Hitting in the first inning. No runs, no errors, but plenty of hits. And John Warren, bravest, kindest, warmest, most wonderful human being I've ever known in my life. Friend of mine. Anybody can help me. He can! Mike and John deliver a daily message to the BCF. And you have meddled with the primal forces of nature. And you will atone. And they keep a close eye on the happenings in Westwood. They accuse me of chicanery. I'm a stranger in these parts and unacquainted with the rules. Where can I purchase a book? But above all, there's always a game. Games? Must we? Tune in on the radio if you want to see how the game's going along. <laughs> Mike Riley is tuned in. John? I heard you on the radio. Do you like the show, Coach? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on, Doc. We better be going. Okay. Come on, you palooka. Stop stalling. It's the Joe Beaver Show on 1240 Joe Radio. Uh, that was fun. That was fun to hear Mike Riley. I uh, I see Mike Riley each week, um, the last couple of weeks anyway, at church. Uh, quick parking lot conversations. He's excited. He said he didn't get the quarterback he wanted for his USFL team, but he got another guy that he's excited about, and they're they're getting ready for USFL action. All the games in Birmingham, and, uh, and, and Mike Riley is... Uh, is going to be coaching. It's the New Jersey Generals, right? Is, did I get that yeah, right? Yeah. Yeah. I was looking at that the other day because a tweet came by, you know, where they're, they're marketing. So they're, they're doing things like, what's the best uniform or whatever? And it's like they chose the New Orleans Breakers. Why not Portland? Portland was the last team that was the Breakers. I wish they would have done that. But anyway, it, it's, it's, it's just in uh, marketing homage. It has nothing to do with the actual locations because every game is being played in Birmingham. But Genius idea to I save so. money as a league. It's going to be interesting because it's not, there's no gadgets. It's regular football, and um, um, it's in the spring. And Fox Sports is going to carry it. Mm-hmm. So, and, and, you know, the XFL and the gadgetry and helmet cams and, and – Weird timeouts and I don't know circus monkeys on the field, stupid. But 
regular football, play it straight, cover the games. I'll, I'll tune in. <clears throat> and for Mike Riley's sake, let's hope the league makes it to the final week of the season without going on. Yeah. Because we're now 0 for 2 in the last, what, three years? Every league is 0 for whatever. The leagues just don't work. The Plus, XFL made it through the first season, though, <clears throat> right? Yeah, I mean, they'll last a season at best, but it just seems like nothing catches fire. Previous XFL, I thought, was doing well. What until were the weird until COVID, of that? they changed like the kickoff rules, which I actually really liked. So they had like the kicker kicked off back where they normally kick, uh-huh. but they moved everyone else up like and sp- split the two teams like ten yards apart at like the thirty-five and twenty-five yard line. The returner would catch it as soon as the returner catch it, then everyone can move. Oh, which I thought was you know one of the ideas maybe they should bring to the NFL because you can keep kickoffs, a lot, but make were, it a little safer with the uh, the current NFL rules. They were talking about this the other morning that the num- total number of kickoffs returned has dramatically dropped. Yeah, and that's one way to one way to change that. Yeah, and I don't. Not a lot of people are complaining about that. Anyway, uh, welcome back to uh, hour number two of the Joe Beaver Show. I'm John Warren, and T.J. Matthewson is uh, sitting in Mike Parker's chair. Mike will join us. Um, I haven't gotten any texts from Mike, but he'll join us at twelve thirty. We were. Uh, anticipating their travel schedule and when he would be through security in the airport. They don't fly until three, but they're gonna they're gonna be getting there uh, early. I think they were leaving their hotel at eleven thirty to drive over to the airport and and get ready to go um, over to Seattle, where Washington beat Oregon last night. Oregon's eighteen and twelve now, and they're they've got to be out. If we're talking NIT, well, they got to be out. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they would be they're facing a, down NIT. They're now. gonna need to beat Arizona. Yeah. If they want to. And Arizona right now is a machine. The Arizona might be the second best team in the country. Yeah. Second or first. No, they look great. They look absolutely fantastic. Uh, spirited discussion, our thanks to Steve Gress in that first hour, talking about uh, Oregon State women's basketball, uh, where the team has been, where it goes from here. And, and one texter pointed out that one fact that we didn't mention is that they uh, they missed out on three home games that were canceled because of COVID. And if they win those three you know, you, you figure, you assume that you do because it's home and and, and all of that. All those were winnable games, especially you're, at home. That changes everything. And you're back on the bubble. You're 17 and 11. No, now, 17 and 10. Now with an NI, WNIT, if you get three home games, you can get that revenue back. True, true. Um, but you, you're on the bubble then in that situation mm-hmm. for for the NCAA as, as it was. But they just had a hellacious end-of-season schedule with the top 25 team run. And it was tough. It was tough. They had to go, and you know, losing to Colorado sixty to forty-five on the last game of the regular season, the sting of that is taken up a little bit by the fact that Colorado beat Arizona last night or yesterday. I think Arizona's now missing their best player. Uh, what? I forget her name. Well, but they're uh, they're they're down a couple. They're not not at full strength. Yeah, I don't believe they will be for the tournament. So. Texter says, TJ, the rules are, uh, the uh, kickoff rules are intentionally being altered to discourage runbacks, easily the most injury-causing play. Yeah, yeah. that's what we were alluding to and yeah. talking about is the, the kickoffs are down, the returns are down based on the rules, and, and no one's complaining about it. No, no. one's saying, where are all the runbacks? It's and, kind of like, well, you know, no one's getting killed. And I, mo- most times you take a knee, you're, you're going out to the 25-yard right. line. Most of your returns, if you return it from the goal line, you won't get to the 25. It's so anywhere between why? 20 and 25 uh, consistently, so why not take Why not just take the, the most instantly and you save everyone yeah. the trouble of getting hurt? 
Yeah, so, and and no, I I think it's working out. Okay, TJ, shall we go to the texts? Yeah, we have a lot of texts that we missed, and uh, we we were also on the topic of why isn't there an NIT in baseball? That was a that short you seem while. to push back on. I, I didn't. I'm asking the question. I'm not saying there should be. I'm just like, if you want to call or text, we'd love to hear it. Yeah, I have my theories of saving arms, especially kids. In college, protecting well, their and for the purpose of uh, future aspects. talk radio and having good radio, so we can argue. I have to push back on that and say, no, 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 no. It's the same thing for the uh, the the uh, trip to Omaha. And you're saying, well, but in all if those, you can win that great title. It's worth burning the arms, but it's not worth burning the arms for something else. And I push back again with Oregon State baseball and how great it is. They would not celebrate an NIT title. Because they have been to the mountaintop three times. But had they not gone to the national, the uh, not gone to Omaha in 05, they probably would hand, ha- put that title up. And we got a text on that very thing about hanging banners. I'm looking. Do you see which one it is? Because I can't find it anymore. Oh, so is TJ saying no one has no one has a championship, championship banner, banner in their gym? Does TJ, Does TJ know? know? No, I don't. Wayne from Albany, a great text. Thank you, Wayne. I don't know that. It depends on the school. It depends on your team. Because again, to, to even get to that point to win an NIT title, you need to have st- you need to still have everyone like bought in and like want to win this thing. I've seen teams that hadn't gone to any tournament play in 20, 25 years prior get into the NIT, and they would have done anything to bring home an NIT title. You're talking about Duke or Kentucky slipping down to the NIT, which, by the way, they still play in it. I don't know. Maybe maybe there's an example of a team pulling out, but I don't know of any examples of teams that said, we don't want to go to the NIT. I've seen that for other postseason basketball tournaments, but not the NIT. I could be wrong. There might be one or two, but it just seems like that wouldn't happen. So it just depends on where you're coming from. It does. Yes. Following the logic of discounting competition, not for the top prize. Why would they care about NCAA tournament championships? Because it's not the NFL, NBA, MLB title, et cetera. Very good point. It's because they're only... not professionals. Well, that's true. That is the counter there. Uh, like the we can only take that argument so far. Yeah, because you have to compete for something. It's the best of your level. Yes, so, so, correct. Yeah. It, yeah. Like everyone else that you just mentioned in the NFL, NBA, Major League Baseball, not not right now. Uh-huh. But okay, what are we looking at? Don't a lot of those arms, arms head, off, head to off, to off to Cape Cod, West Coast, etc.? As someone who spent two summers in the Cape, uh, I can tell those pitchers are all on innings limits. When they're out there. And a lot of those guys that come and pitch in the Cape haven't pitched a significant amount of innings that year anyways. <laughs> so if, I don't know, like a guy like Cooper Jerpy this year, he's going to head to the draft after this year, most likely, unless he gets hurt, yeah. I would imagine. Yeah. But, you know, he pitches a full season. Say he comes back for his junior season. He's not playing summer ball. You're not putting your starters out there who throw 100 innings to go out and play in something that doesn't count. No. And these other leagues that you're mentioning, the Cape, the West Coast League, those are showcase leagues, especially the Cape League. Though the, the, You are there to showcase your talents to scouts. So scouts all have every prospect they could want to watch there within a 45-minute drive. 
of each other instead of flying all over the West Coast. That's why they go play those. For guys who haven't played as much as they've wanted to during the season, get to go then play every day during the summer. Okay, you win this part of the debate. That's, that's it. Wow, you acknowledged it. Oh, only this part. because you know, Okay. But, but you're also talking about their, their professional status and, and their, fu- their immediate future. You know, your average junior on your average team, even if it's a, a Big Ten, Pac-12, Power Five, or if it's Mid-American Conference, they're not going anywhere. Their basketball's done at the last game of their senior season. Yeah. Most everybody in college basketball. So the, the issue of, well, I, I shouldn't play in this bowl game. Well, those are usually stars, but I shouldn't play in this tournament because of my – my pro prospects, if someone would just realistically get to him and say, you're not going anywhere, so you might as well play now. That's just one aspect. It's a one Every, issue. you know, life is full of choices. It is. Um, I don't know. We could just go back. Like baseball, baseball is a unique sport. It is. It is the, if we're looking at the four major sports, hockey, football. Um, baseball, basketball. Baseball, basketball. The wear and tear on pitchers' arms is really unique in a fact of all the other sports. So all other sports have injury risks when you're out there playing. Right, you do, right. like especially in the NFL, like you're slamming bodies into each other. But that is the sport. But in a non-contact sport like baseball, in the non-contact aspect of all of these sports, baseball is the only one where a certain position inherits a risk every time they're yeah, no they doubt. throw. They're tearing every, their arm every time. Every single time. And there's no incentive to do that unless you're a showcasing, like going to play summer ball. That's why they, again, that's why they go play summer ball. They're showcasing themselves. Either they haven't played a lot during the season and they want to go play every day, or they're going to showcase themselves. Because Adley spent one summer in the cave. One, right? After his freshman year. Yeah. Uh, That was the year before I got there. He didn't go back for a second one after he hit 400. Because why? Why did he? You didn't need to. But you're, those, those are all steps for for personal gain yeah. once you've separated from your team, yeah, your school. Kurt makes a good point, and it just reiterates what we've said. He says one of the main reasons why college baseball doesn't have an NIT-type postseason tournament is because many collegiate players participate in summer, summer league ball. Yes, and that's and they, what we're talking and about. And they all can choose, whether it be the coaches or themselves, whether they want to go play there. Or not. Right. And then, of course, course, coaches will have relationships with the summer ball team, like if it's here, and say, hey, we'll we'll let you use this guy, but Mm -hmm. don't don't play him too many innings or don't whatever. There'll be certain restrictions from the local coach. Well, actually, from all the coaches. And I know Mitch, like, or Oregon State, really, I I don't know. You probably know this better than I would. Uh, When I was in the Cape, I didn't really, I don't think I saw a single Oregon State player out there. I feel like they've, like, keeping them here on the West Coast. They do. Um, Which makes there, sense. There have been some who've gone to Alaska and, and done a few other things, but not not that much. It's fun to see them because they're playing mm-hmm. against each other. You know, the Ben Delks and the Corvallis Knights. And, and it, it's high-quality baseball. And, and a lot of times it's it's Beaver prospects. Beaver guys, Travis Bazzana last year, and then Nick Madrigal. He led the West Coast League one summer in uh, stolen bases, and we thought, oh, this Madrigal kid's pretty good. And he shows up, and, and here he is on to uh, – his his career in the in Major League Baseball, um, and then Bazana is the last uh, example of that. 
So yeah, no doubt. All right. So, so other- I've, just to jump in here really quick before you get to uh, more of those text messages, but if we're just going to talk about burnout, uh, John, and at the end of these these games they play that they're not um, that you know they're not like not counting for for a championship or anything. Like I've seen the two teams that I call games for on the Cape with the Whitey Red Sox at, towards the end of the summer. Those guys are burnt out. Like yeah. they are, they're, they are ready to go home. They, 100%. they should be. They finish their college season, go straight to every day in the summer and, mm-hmm. and ride buses. Of course the Cape Cod league, it's all close. Well, yeah, a little bit closer. Um, but you know, so, sometimes if, if instead of that, there was an NIT, you know, we would probably see the same thing. That's what I'm thinking. You're, you're tight. You play. How many games do you play at the end of, if you've gone all the way to Omaha? What, what is it? 65. How many games? Well, you're going 56 plus, um, 56, three, uh, three on average, three, we'll say in six, each round, nine, and then, um, four or five in Omaha. So that's an extra 11 games. Yeah. So 67 games. No guys are tired. Oh yeah, ready to ready to be done. Yeah, and those guys probably will be shut down for the summer. Exactly, if they get all the way to the finals. Yeah, so there, there's just I guess less incentive on the wear and tear. All right, going back uh, way up high, um, football teams don't turn down lower tier bowl games. So why would a basketball team turn down the WNIT invitation? That's from Don. Because uh, sorry, didn't mean to jump in. No, go ahead. Well, it's a big payday. <laughs> again, again, we have mentioned like the, the players still do opt out yeah. of those games. The team accepts it. The players opt out nowadays, yeah. but there was a time not long ago when it would be unheard of for anybody to opt out, yeah, exactly. even your star player. Yeah. Shane from Corvallis, I think we should go to the WNIT. I don't think uh, any that there's any problem with it. Okay, Tim said that uh, my reading, my my reference to reading a room as a kid was. Very Wally Cleaver backing off from asking a favor from Ward when, when the Beaver was in trouble. That's funny because, uh, yeah, that's that's true. That's not where I got that from. I got it from my own experiences of, uh, yeah, I'm just going to back up. No problem, no problem. <laughs> well, your your brother is just getting reamed. Um, participation trophies go to 0-35 teams. Trying to win a competition that has a level of matched abilities is not that. These are great texts coming in. And that's a good argument. That is. Two great. Uh, two of OSU women's players were quoted. We already talked about that from Kurt from Philomath in the Oregonian saying that they want to play. Okay, that's good. Um, did, 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 took the steam out. We've almost gotten to all of them. TJ, the kickoff rules are intentionally being altered to discourage runbacks. Oh, we already did that one and, and agree. Yeah, of course. And it's, it's not a bad thing. No, the women's team missed two home and one away game at Cal. Okay, that's a correction on there. Don't a lot of those arms head off to Cape Cod, West Coast, Summer League? We already read that one. You already talked about it. Now, here's one. Not pro. How about NLI? NIL. Yeah. He put NLI. Um, Yes and no. Yeah, that kind of makes them more like pros. But the reference to pros was more of a team thing, not an individual thing. Yeah. Uh, that They're, came uh, on the heels of something you were saying about 10 minutes ago. And a lot of, again, most of these guys, like, it, it, you, you're putting this as if every player's taking home $150,000, $200,000 of NIL deals. They're not. No. It's, not here. No. Not, if we, we go to the SEC, maybe, you know, SEC football will see that a little bit more. Yeah. But here? No. They're, they're amateurs. 
Let's take our first break this hour. I'm still hoping to get Mike on here at the bottom of the hour. That might float a little bit based on where he is. I'll try and get a hold of him here during this timeout. But uh, your uh, your texts have been great today, just fantastic. And you can uh, call in as well, 541-497-5356 on this Friday of the Joe Beaver Show on 1240 Joe Radio. Attention, Mid-Valley golfers and current Spring Hill golf members. Now is the time to take advantage of $30,000 in incentives offered to the first 30 new member signups by March 30th. Current Spring Hill members who sign up any new member by March 30th will share a $1,000 statement credit. If you're not a current member and no one, get them to sign you up and share the $1,000 statement credit. $500 shared credits offered for over 25-mile memberships. Only 30 are available, so don't wait. Call Spring Hill Golf Club for more information or visit opening-golf.com. Every Qdoba catering order is a fresh-made Mexican feast of hand-smashed, flame-grilled, sliced, diced, and sautéed flavors perfect for any occasion. Whether you're planning your office's Tortilla Tuesday, hosting a post-game party for your intramural dodgeball team, or trying to bring in a dinner for your PTA meeting that's so good, it'll bump your kid up to an A-minus in Spanish class. Qdoba Catering. Fresh, hot, easy, delicious. Order today. Win meet at the Albany Gun Club, March 12th, meet shoot with junior, beginner, intermediate, and advanced yardages plus games. Entry tickets are just $5 a round, and you'll have a chance to win bacon, sausage, ham, and jerky. Shooting starts at 9. If you haven't joined the Albany Gun Club, join today. It's only $20 a year, and you'll receive a discount on rounds that will quickly cover your membership costs. The club is a great place for networking, friendships, and a safe place to shoot. Albany Gun Club, three and three quarters miles east of I-5 on Highway 20. For more info, go to albanygunclub.com. Kraken Cards combines the worlds of sports, cards, and games to bring a fresh take on your local game store. Kraken Cards in downtown Corvallis carries sports cards, Pokemon cards, MTG cards, and more. If you're into sports cards and games, Kraken Cards is for you. OSU fans, Kraken Cards has a dedicated Oregon State alumni box just for you. Kraken Cards, 114 Southwest 3rd Street in downtown Town Corvallis. KrakenSportsCards.com, your connection to everything fun. For auto glass solutions, better call the glass man. Call 541 760 2277. Call the glass man. Hi, this is Jake the Glassman. If you need your windshield repaired or replaced, you don't need to call that 800 number. Give me a call. For Auto Glass Solutions, better call the Glassman. Call 541-760-2277. Call the Glassman. Middleton Heating has kept Mid-Valley residents comfortable for over 72 years. Middleton can service, repair, or replace all types of brands of heating and cooling equipment. Plus, they offer financing options on new equipment and also participate in state and federal incentive programs. If your heating unit is giving you trouble, if you have kitchen or dryer venting needs, or if you're just looking for some sheet metal, call Middleton Heating today. You can count on Middleton Heating for all your heating, cooling, venting, and sheet metal needs. Find them online at middletonheating.net. Unified Insurance Group is your local independent insurance agency in Corvallis. They represent numerous insurance companies and specialize in auto, home, and business insurance. See Mike Eves, Taylor Starr, and Tom Worth. They'll help find an insurance plan that works best for you. If you're looking for auto, home, or business insurance, see the Unified Insurance Group, 320 Southwest 3rd Street in downtown Corvallis. They're your hometown team, always putting you first. All right, TJ, you have a, a couple of texts there or a text you want to well, 
refer to? Just at the bottom, uh, text or text in, no name with this text, but uh, I'll texture says, I'll somewhat concede for some pitchers, but playing devil's advocate isn't a postseason, in parentheses, even a lesser one event, a showcase event. I agree. It's on TV, it is. Nah, it's for the fans. But these leagues are, these these summer leagues are, I guess, structured more for scouts to go out and watch. Makes makes it easier. Like the why again? Why the Cape League is so unique is everyone's so close. So all the scouts can go like all the best players in one area. Yes, That's and it's different if you have a bunch of extra regionals. And I mean, again, like some of these arms are just worn out at the end. Yeah, no argument there, and that's the nature of the game. And you're right; that's the one, the one sport that has one position that every time out, it wears them down. And you know, every game could be a showcase event. Scouts will find talent wherever it is: D1, D2, D3, NAIA. Like they'll they'll find it. They missed they, on me. Did they? How hard do you throw? <laughs> About fifty-five. You can play catch out there in the parking lot. <laughs> I was young, and we'd just gotten married. It was 1988. Went to uh, spring training in Florida for part, partly for just vacation in Florida, but one day was spent spring, at spring training. And it was kind of an amusement park, and I think it was the Royals at the time. It was an amusement park setting of all baseball. Everything was baseball, so like instead of having throw the ball and knock over the bottles – they would have a pitching throw, see how you, how fast you can pitch. And I'm 23 years old, ripped, strongest ever, you know, at that point in your life. You, you look good right now. Yeah. I, I can't wait to see you in 30 years, by the way. Me too. It'll, be, it'll be really Could at the time bench 300, but I have no arm. And it's the motion, strength of an arm. You could have a little, you know, Tim Lincecum. You could have a little guy have a slingshot. Mechanics. Or a big guy who has nothing, and I, I threw as hard as I could, and it hurt so bad. And I, I was in, I was limber, and, and throwing, was, it wasn't the first throw mm-hmm. in 30 years like it would be now. And it registered 55. I couldn't believe it. I'm you, like, uh, okay. You have no idea, actually, how hard it is, how hard you throw. Like, when I played high school baseball, like, I could do a, a hop step and put all my effort into throw. It'd be, like, 72. That's pretty good. Compared to 55, but it's terrible. We look at these guys out in the outfield, like a guy like Mitch Hanniger, when he, he, you know, he sets his feet. He doesn't even do a crow step. He'll just need to like get the ball out of the corner, sets his feet and throw. It's probably 90 miles an hour coming in. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's why they, that's why they are special. It's like, it's average. Yeah. That, that that is average throwing. Now, if you have a guy like Raul Abanez, do you, have you remember seeing clips of him in like left field? It's just a disaster watching him try and field. So many of these guys, you know, these beaver pitchers, they're, they're 18, 19, 20, 21 years old. We think of them as like our kids because they're so young and stature wise, they're not giant muscle men. Some of them are tall, short, skinny. I'm pitcher. I'm talking about pitchers. Yeah. They get out there and they're hurling 85. Okay. In baseball parlance, that's, you know, not much of a fastball. 88, 89, 90. Okay. All right. For a college kid, we'll take that. Yeah. You hit 94, a jerpy or, uh, you know, Christian Chamberlain uh, in, in previous years. And you're going, oh, this is great. This is great. It used to be if you could pitch 100, it was like, sign him up now. Um, the the, uh, the rookie, that movie about, uh, I can't remember his name, with the, uh, with the Tampa Bay Rays. Great movie, great story. Because he's 
old, 40 years old, whatever, and he's hurling 100-mile-an-hour fastballs. That's not as big a deal as it once was. And it doesn't always come from a huge body. It's just that arm motion and yeah, some guys have it. And, and so if these college kids that we see and they're young looking and all that, it's just like they're special. They don't look mm-hmm. special because they look so nice and they are. And they're right with us. And you get to know them as Beaver fans. You get close. But they are special. They're better than thousands of players out there who finished after their senior season. And there's um, there's more metrics now, as we know, to like measure fastballs. It's not like it, it mechanically it is to to throw as hard as you can. But remember, there's like, you know, extension spin rate of how the fastball looks, the shape of it, the yeah. movement, like th- th- there's different ways to measure it. They'll, you know, judge your success of uh, of your fastball. Uh, Picard text in uh, <laughs> about the Knights being named the best wood bat league uh, wood bat team. In the uh, in the summer league yeah. last year, over the Cape Cod teams. suck at Cape Cod league. Yeah, yes, our station is having a power issue. I I put that on so we could hear on air because oh. someone texted that. I don't know what it is, and I don't I can't fix it. There's nothing I can do for the next 28 minutes. So, so we'll just keep talking. We'll keep talking. Hopefully, you can uh, dig it out and um, or you can go to the stream. Or go to the stream, although I think company-wide we're having stream problems. That's fun. But, Dave, if you're listening, if anybody's listening on the stream, just for my own comfort level, will you let me know, are, are we coming through on the stream? Can you hear us? And one thing that you can do for sure is go back and listen to the podcast because that goes directly from our microphones through our board to our computer. So podcasts never have a problem, and we hope that you will uh, go back and listen if you can't hear that one time that we had Jade carry on, we had this same problem with the power going down. And, um, it lasted by the way, several hours that day. Cause it was a Friday and I stayed here for a really long time. It was about a 15 hour day for me and it, and I couldn't even fix it cause I'm not an engineer. I just have to find the engineer and say, can you fix this problem for us? So my point is, is that the Jade carry thing didn't play and we replayed it a week or two later but it was perfect on the podcast. So, um, yes, thank you, Kurt. Kurt's listening in. Just go to the stream. Uh, we don't have, uh, we, I don't know what the problem is, and I can't fix it, and I can't host a show and, and fix this problem at the same time. So go to the stream for the last 26 minutes. We're going to get Doc Parker on the show here after this next break. But what were you just saying? Oh, uh, the that, West that Coast the Knights That the Knights have been named the, the best wood, wood bat uh, team. I forget which outlet ranks them, like over... Uh, over most of the Cape League teams, which the the, the Knights have been phenomenal. I'm not not discounting that. My first summer in the Cape uh, yeah. with the Whitey Red Sox, that team was low. They were pretty good. They, like major league talent wise, not really, but they blew through teams in that regular season. Got swept in the postseason. Yeah, but that's by the way, you just may have just the, heard that we just came pop back on. Uh, I don't know why. Oh, yeah, I do hear that now. Yeah. How about that? It just popped on. Anyway. That's good. It, it is hard to measure these teams in different leagues, though, because the, the talent levels like of just overall roster talent are different. It, it's, it is hard to compare across because they they're very, very different leagues. Well, um, yeah, and and, but to the writer, the texter, the Cape Cod League has been very well known for years because of the reason that all the leagues, all the teams are so close together and in that hub of Major League Baseball, these scouts can just go right from one to another. Mm-hmm. In this league, it's a little bit more spread out. But the quality of the West Coast League is, is off the charts. Yeah, it's, it, it's good baseball. It's, you know, it's probably right around second or 
third best overall league with the the Northwoods League and the Midwest as well. Both, yeah. both very quality leagues. Speaking of baseball, of course, 535 tonight. But actually, you're on at 445. I'll be on at 445, yep. And not 450, though. Josh will just go the extra no, five. Yeah, yeah. So 445 with uh, your uh, pre-pre-pre-game show. And, and if for anybody who's new to that, we've done it for the last couple of years. And it's for anything. TJ, you can put uh, Beaver basketball stuff in there. You can put Mike Rooney on for as long of a quote as you want. <laughs> anything that would uh, be new or, or good information for a Beaver fan, Beaver listener, because the nuts and bolts of Beaver baseball versus UC mm-hmm. Irvine will come at uh, the half hour with Josh and then Mike Parker to the top of the hour anyway. They've been really fun to do. I, I really enjoyed it. And it's a chance for, it's like the, the Beaver postgame call-in show, but then again, the postgame call-in show for the listeners to speak here on our airwaves yeah. and a chance for this pregame show, a chance for, for me yeah. and me only when you and you and Mike are doing this show, you know, you guys get your two hours, but it, it, it's fun to get my, the 15 minutes. And, uh, I, you know, we did say at the beginning, it's like, well, you can also talk major league baseball during that too. It's like, yeah. well, I wish I had something to talk about. I really do. <laughs> I wish well, I did. You kind of do. And we do. We have a lot, a lot of complaints, but it. I know you're up. On we can it. maybe finish if, if we uh, go short with Mike. The, the end of the hour. Do you think, do you, just a quick thought before we take a break, real quick thought. Do you think, when do you think it's going to come back? What are they so going to I, do? I've, I've seen this theory floated out there and Ross Stripling, who's a pitcher for the Blue Jays, I think last year in the past, but he, he was doing some, some research on why, you know, we all had our theories on why ownership came out and the major, the league side came out and said they were 100% willing to miss a month of the season. Yeah. You know, ticket sales and attendance and such in April are lower. It's colder up right. here in the Pacific Northwest and, you know, in Chicago and New York, Cincinnati, et cetera. And, places, you know, it's yeah. just colder. People don't want to go sit outside for nine innings in the rain, et cetera, et cetera. Snow in some cases. And teams don't have to offer rebates or refunds, partial refunds, to regional sports networks that carry their games until they miss 25 games. So they can get paid the full amount of regional sports network money and miss 24 games and then come back. So they're really only losing a small gate. Well, but remember, baseball's not profitable, as they said. (laughs) So It's it's so not profitable that they're willing to throw away an entire month of the season. When are the two sides supposed to meet again? I don't need I think they've in, they informally talked yesterday but nothing nothing official no no real negotiation like they should have been doing this entire time yeah well but as we, we know the intention now that we realize the intention never was to reach a deal on one side did you hear that questioner and it was great it was a quote used on a lot of different shows by Manfred his answer why didn't you start this 9 weeks earlier if you're saying we're just now we, we you know we're just now needing to get down to this and he he just had some lame political answer for and it. And he laughed after yeah, right. after announcing he was going to delay opening day. Right. For for someone who said it was going to be a disaster to miss opening day, as we can tell, uh, not a not a good faith answer there from from Manfred or the the league side. Again, we could just complain about this forever. It, it, it was such such an avoidable issue, such an avoidable issue. But as we can see, one side never had an intent. It seemed never had an intention. Of having opening day. Never. An artificial deadline to cancel opening day. And you know, not agreed upon by two sides. One side with control of that set the artificial deadline 
of canceling opening day. Mm. Purposely dragged it out. Didn't budge on their negotiations. Didn't even try and go in the middle. They didn't even they didn't budge at all. It, it, it was never the intention for one side to reach a deal yet. I don't know. That's what it is. Baseball shouldn't be doing this. They shouldn't be doing it. Shouldn't be. They they seem to think they're a lot more popular than they are. Um, We will take a break. Mike still hasn't gone through uh, security. He says there isn't anybody there to to open security up, so that's not a good sign. But that's all right. If we get through the end of the the show and we don't hear from him, uh, we'll hear from him tomorrow at 4.30. Dave from Tumwater gives a thumbs up on the stream, but so do a lot of people. Really appreciate the text coming in. Harold from Sandy says the stream is good. Also, uh, coming in the stream on your website, you're not available on TuneIn. Uh, I don't know why that is. We'll look into that. Stream coming in fine. Great stream from Mike in Seattle. Jeff, is the men's basketball team ever going to get healthy this year? Probably not because they have two more games left, assuming they don't win on Wednesday. I don't assume, that, assume, seed. I don't assume anyone's coming back for the next two games. Yeah, um, coming through on the stream, loud and clear. John, thank you guys. Thanks for answering that. That helped a lot. And I think we popped our power terrestrial powers they say pop back on not long after i went through that long-winded uh, explanation sounds a little bit lower it does it does but uh but we can manage we'll worry about it after the show is over all right be right back got to take a break here on 1240 joe radio if you've been putting off that home remodeling project but have finally decided to take a leap and get it done corvallis floor covering can help Stop by and browse through their large showroom with a wide variety of carpet, laminate, tile, wood, and vinyl flooring and window coverings from all the popular brands. Corvallis Floor Covering is at the corner of 2nd and Van Buren downtown or log on to CorvallisFloorCovering.com. Shop local, shop Corvallis Floor Covering, and go Beavs! Cracky Cards combines the worlds of sports, cards, and games to bring a fresh take on your local game store. Cracking Cards in downtown Corvallis carries sports cards, Pokemon cards, MTG cards, and more. If you're into sports cards and games, Cracking Cards is for you. OSU fans, Cracking Cards has a dedicated Oregon State alumni box just for you. Cracking Cards, 114 Southwest 3rd Street in downtown Corvallis. CrackingSportsCards.com, your connection to everything fun. If you feel you're overpaying on your taxes and you're not as profitable as you should be, you're not alone. At Tax and Wealth Management in Corvallis, they can help because that's what they do. They work with individuals and business owners to lower your taxes, increase your profit, and manage your cash flow. They provide bookkeeping and payroll services too. Give them a call at 541-753-4185. That's 753-4185. And get in the game. Tax and Wealth Management in Corvallis, your hometown tax team. And go be. Need an extra bed for the family? Expect an out-of-town guest this summer? Not sure where they're going to sleep? You could add a new bedroom onto the house. Or an easier and less expensive solution would be to buy a futon from Futon Man in Corvallis. Futon Man has quality constructed solid hardwood frames in lots of styles and finishes. Their mattresses are highly resilient, have a long-lasting foam core, and are made right in the store. There's lots of decorative cover choices, too. Stop by Futon Man, two miles north of Corvallis on Highway 99, or online at futon-man.com. Hey, this is Randy Holmes down at the Angry Beaver Grill, getting all fired up about things going on down here. Come test your knowledge in our Tuesday night trivia. Enjoy food and drink specials, and don't miss our Friday night prime rib and salmon dinners. Every Wednesday night, starting at 5 o'clock, come try our $7 all-you-can-eat spaghetti dinner with garlic bread and salad. At the Angry Beaver, it's always game night in our upstairs video arcade and game room, featuring air hockey, pinball, pop a shot, and more. So let's get fired up and support local down at the Angry Beaver on 4th Street in downtown Corvallis. 
<laughs> We've got one more break to get in. I don't think it's going to happen with Mike coming on the show because he says he, they haven't gotten through security. But I'm like, well, call us anyway. Do it, do it before you go through security. But it, put the security guard on. Yeah, we'll interview him. <laughs> yeah, why aren't you? Why aren't you opening up security in Spokane Airport? Um, tell me what you just told me off the. Well, for, oh, by first the way, Jeff, um, a couple of things. Uh, some say. text. Um, somebody said that it's not on TuneIn, and then someone answered back saying it is on TuneIn. I'm listening to it, so we do are on TuneIn. It must be your issue with your phone. Even for the Pac-12 tournament, Jeff says, and that's too, will the Beavers get healthy? No, it's too close. Uh-huh. They play uh, tomorrow with probably six guys. I don't, we, we don't know why Deshaun Davis is not playing. It's listed as illness, and that's all we can take it for. Now, do the math in your head, but officially... All we can take it for is illness, because that's what's been said. And the same thing for Alatiche is knees. That's all we can officially say. But unavailable, unavailable. Now, if miracles of miracles, they start to feel better. Then, yeah, Jeff, there would be two new healthy bodies. In fact, those two guys are two top, two of the top scorers, and the leader in the Pac-12 in assists. And Deshaun Davis, he, he having not having him is huge. It's your facilitator. Load management, man. That's what a text just came in. Load management. All right. Tell me what you just said when we were about to come back from break. All right. We're talking about arms in college baseball and preserving and keeping guys healthy. I think this was brought up. This might have been brought up before. Yeah. When talking about, is this Pac-12 tournament good or not? Well, I actually posed the question to you earlier today. I love the idea. I think it's I, great I for don't. fans. I think it's great to get to get a team that gets hot at the end into the tournament. Well, Oregon State's never really usually that team that needs it, but there are teams that need it. Do you remember Michigan in 2019? No. National runner-up. Yes, I remember that, but I don't remember a lot of details. I'm going to do some quick Googling. Um, but what but we- let me propose this question first, and I'll let you respond. Yes. What's the strategy with your pitching? And I'm proposing this also to University Honda text line or the Downward Dog phone line at 497-5356. Let's say you're Oregon State. You go 46-10 and 10 in the regular season. Pac-12 regular season That's champion. That's a great year. That's a great year. You are guaranteed a national seed. Monster year. You're guaranteed national eight. seed. How do you approach the tournament? You could... Take it easy, not push guys too far. Like, you don't want to throw guys out of rhythm, as what we see even with the Major League Baseball postseason. If you get extra days off, that's a problem because it throws everyone out of rhythm. Yeah. What is your strategy? Are you going to do what Arkansas did last year as the number one team in the country and still go win the SEC tournament and go through that gauntlet of teams that you had to? Or if you're like, well, do I want to burn all my bullpen arms in high stress innings this weekend or not. Now well, I'll propose you, that to you. I see the text line lighting up, but you, first you, you respond. You, you tempered that your statement from the off air comment. Your off air comment was you just tank it. You just don't, you just don't even care. And then I'm thinking, well, how do you pull that off? You're, you're intimating throwing it really and just saying, yeah, we're going to, we have to be there. So we'll, we'll just go out there and go through the motions. 
that's a hard ask for players who have been so successful to get to 46 and 10. But you're posing the question this time around is a little bit softer in that you do bring up the possibility that from a coaching standpoint, you can still get your players out there, but make strategic decisions that may save your arms. I don't know if you put your regular rotation. You want to put your regular rotation out there because the following week you're going to be in the NCAA tournament and you don't want to throw that off. But I don't know, put them on a, a pitch count that's really low kind of a thing and, and then bring in the more of the bullpen. But the position players have to have to do their regular thing. You don't yeah, they do. Going any slower. But there's less risk of injury. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you, you're, you're kind of there with a point, but not. I, I think you do that. I think you do that. You just play it safe. If you're that far ahead, you know you're going to be a national seed. You play it safe. And if you don't win it, it doesn't kill you. But if you play well enough to win it, that's great. You're not going to throw Cooper Jerpy 130 pitches in an elimination game. No. No, no not. not in the not in the uh, postseason po- post regular season tournament that the Pac-12 will have new this year. Yeah, I, you, I, you're I not even like no way. I, th- I think it's I forget if it's single or double elimination in this tournament. Um, but if you're you know facing elimination in this Pac-12 tournament, you go 46 and 10 in the regular season again. You're not going to like you know. Hey Cooper, we we need 125 pitches yeah, out no, of you today. No, 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 no. no, no. That's they're not, not going to do that. No, no. Now, if they're in Omaha, of course they they might. If the bullpen's thin, well, you do anything but, in Omaha to get but, to get the win. But no, you're not. Or you know, have Kevin Abel pitch however much he did in Game Two, and then have him throw a complete game, hundred and how many pitches he threw? Threw a lot in that that title winning. Yeah, but he was so great. He was really good. I feel bad <laughs> for his elbow. It was so cool. Yeah. Um, but uh, just like a line of thought, but again, I, I love the idea of that tournament. I think it's going to be great. I think it's going to be great for fans to go down to Scottsdale, spend some time in the sun, go watch some great baseball and actually like showcase the league on television all in one area at once. Something they just have not done. Uh, there's an element to it that I think is cool because it's new. There is, um, an element to it. Uh, Mike's going to call here. There's an element to it that. I think is dangerous if you're a team that doesn't need it. There's an element, obviously, to teams that do need it. That's fantastic. It's great. It's an, it's another option, another opportunity uh, for you. So it's a mixed bag. It's a mixed bag that hasn't really been discussed a lot because we're not close to it. We're closer now than we've been, and it just we didn't talk about it much at the beginning of the year. So um, I don't know. That's uh, it's really a good question. I think I think it's an easy answer to if you are 46 and 10 you're going to be a national seed uh you're not going to like you say you're not going to go hard with your starters and and you're going to maybe do the best you can and you don't tank it at all but you you certainly maybe that would be the case of getting your younger guys in that's the modern day or the 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 saying for not trying your hardest and getting other guys an opportunity as we go to the uh the sports line and welcome in Mike Parker. Did you get through security or are you outside of security? No, just made it through, guys. Good to good to be on with you. We were all making it through the plane boards in about ten minutes. So uh they were woefully understaffed here at the Spokane Airport mm. this morning. And at one point there was no one. There are two lines, one the TSA pre check and the rest of us commoners. 
Uh, I know you can pay for that privilege, and it's a good thing. And every once in a while, the luck of the draw, at least back in the old days, you could get TSA free. I haven't seen that for years. Mm. But anyway, we're all, there was no movement. There were just two lines, Spokane Airport's fairly small, two lines and no movement. And I was getting concerned that, you know, we might not make the flight uh, heading over to Seattle, uh, which, you know, we'll be leaving here about 1.30. But we will board. We've made it through, and everybody's just plopping down to kind of uh, re-energize here for the next few minutes before boarding the plane for Seattle. Mike, I didn't get to see the game last night, so my question unto you is how were the guys just looking body style? Were they hunched over, uh, hands on hips most of the time no. as far as fatigue goes with only six guys? Mm-hmm. No, I, I, I don't think so, man. You know, I think a couple of things on that. When you sort of, you know, know the shot going in, you're, I don't think there was any pacing. And I thought everybody who played played hard and played with, you know, really great energy, worked hard at both ends. It was a good game, a good chance for the Beavers to win again. And so, yeah, I think the guys kind of knew what the shot was, and they all bought in and committed to playing hard for 40 minutes. It was 45 on Monday. Mm. It's It's been a tough long grind and the team has been woefully undermanned the last several weeks and last night more than ever with just six scholarship guys but I, I was proud of the way they played um do you want we only have a couple minutes so i'm going to bounce around yeah. a little bit do you want to comment on what we've been talking about have you been listening to the joe hey, a little car 54 you know which yeah. i never as much as i refer to car 54 where are you and it's a good connection link for me i know you mm-hmm. want to bring me into a modern age and yeah. the live stream yeah. but that's not a, that's not live you understand aren't people who are listening on the live stream it's not quite live is that true or false tj and uh, josh 30 seconds that tumwater and people listen to not quite live it's about 30 seconds delayed that's what i thought so Except therefore you, i'd rather be in the present on Car 54, <laughs> an old show that I've never seen. I think Fred Gwynn may Fred have been Gwynn. in it. Yeah, now, Fred, Fred Gwynn, was he? Now, Fred Gwynn's greatest moment yeah. wasn't the Munsters. He's no. good in that. It no. wasn't Car 54, <laughs> even though I've never seen it. It was as Chamberlain Howard, yes. as we talked about many times, his greatest role ever in uh, My Cousin Vinny. So, yes, I've been listening on Car 54 when I can. And I, you were talking about the Pac-12 tournament, the yeah. WNIT. Yeah. First of all, Go, man, go, if you can go to the NIT. I think it's a great opportunity, especially when there's a will to keep playing. And yes. It sounds as though the players want to play. Now, there was some controversy in our era with Craig. You know, the Beavers, in his six years, went to the CBI four times. Mm-hmm. They should have only gone one time, the first time, yeah. when they won it. I yeah. thought all the other trips shouldn't have been made, quite honestly. And, and there was a year... Go ahead, John. I was just going to say, I opened my big mouth before that, when that season was in the middle of the season to create. Yeah, I heard you talk. Yeah, saying, I heard you I, recounting I that should go tale. To a and that when they're under kind of gets you sideways. Yeah. yeah, no, I got you. But that was a year, that was a feel-good story because the Beavers had gone 0-19 in the conference the year before. And Craig did some very nice things in that first year. and Went 7-11 and in the league, had a sweep of the Bay Area schools. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was a lot of feel-good stuff in that year. Beat USC at home for their first conference win. And that team, that year, under those circumstances and for that tournament, with a significant turnaround that it was, made sense. The ensuing trips did not. And, in fact, I think the last trip that he chose, a coach chose to take, was – almost a sign of the end for him in that 
they went and about 800, 900 people showed up at the old Coliseum for right. the game and the players weren't engaged. The Beavers lost big. Uh, I do think that for the NIT this year, and the players want to keep playing. They've had a, a season with injuries and missed games and all of that. I think it'll be a good thing for them to keep playing. I'm ambivalent about the baseball tournament. I'm sort of, I feel like the Beavers are in the position that Lute Olson and others who did, who did not like and decried the coming into existence of a Pac-10 basketball tournament in the late 80s. It wasn't good for Lute. It wasn't good for the powers that be. But in the big picture, I think the tournament's good for the league. Look what the Beavers did last year. Those sorts of opportunities, I think, present themselves and outweigh the, the have saying we don't want to do this. It does detract from the regular season a bit, there's no doubt, but I think a tournament's going to be a lot of fun. We got to go because I got to get a couple yeah, minutes I know in you on do. a spot. So thanks for uh, for getting through there yeah. and, and just checking in. It's good to hear your voice, and we'll hear it tomorrow thanks, at uh, 4 o'clock. Keep up the good work, Doc. It's right. been fun to lift car 54, you guys. <laughs> and give me a little more Fred Gwynn when you can, and I'll talk to you later. All right, there you go. Thanks, Mike. <laughs> uh, we'll be right back. Win meet at the Albany Gun Club, March 12th, meet shoot with junior, beginner, intermediate, and advanced yardages plus games. Entry tickets are just $5 a round, and you'll have a chance to win bacon, sausage, ham, and jerky. Shooting starts at 9. If you haven't joined the Albany Gun Club, join today. It's only $20 a year, and you'll receive a discount on rounds that will quickly cover your membership costs. The club is a great place for networking, friendships, and a safe place to shoot. Albany Gun Club, three and three quarters miles east of I-5 on Highway 20. For more info, go to albanygunclub.com. You can depend on Middleton Heating for all your heating, cooling, venting, and sheet metal needs. Have you cleaned your dryer vents this year? If not, call Middleton. Their trained technicians will inspect and clean your dryer venting system with the Rotobrush Vent Cleaning Machine. Plus, they can make any needed repairs for optimum efficiency. Clean dryer vents prevent fires, increase drying efficiency, prevent mold, and increase the life of your dryer. Give Middleton a call to schedule today online at middletonheating.net. Dave's Performance Hybrids is the Willamette Valley's Prius experts and your Toyota dealer alternative. Dave's Performance Hybrids has the right tires for the right price for your Prius, Toyota, and all other Japanese brand cars, trucks, and SUVs. Come meet Dave's new tire expert, Eddie, with 27 years experience in the industry and save today. Need an oil change? Get $20 off your next oil service at Dave's Performance Hybrids. Off I-5 and Highway 20 in Albany, online at davesperformancehybrids.com. If you are a veteran and live in Lynn County, there are benefits and services available to you at Lynn County Veterans Services. You've earned them. Use them. Call 541-926-3882 and take advantage of what you've earned. Home loans, disability compensation, health care, transportation, and more. Lynn County Veterans Services is here to help you. If you are a veteran and live in Lynn County, call 541-926-3882 and thank you for serving your country. Lynn County Veterans Services, serving our local veterans. TJ, we literally have one minute from right now to wrap things up. That. Our thanks to Steve Grass for joining us on the show and Mike Parker with that uh, late jump in. It's been a good week. Uh, you'll hear more of us next week. Next week, uh, all week long. I thought we weren't going to have a show on Wednesday. I thought we weren't going to have a show on Wednesday because women's basketball played their 12th seed at noon, but men's basketball isn't. They're playing their 12th seed at 2.30, so the Beavers will play at 2.30 on Wednesday. And Monday... You're doing uh, you're doing yep. softball on Monday, yep. so looking forward to uh, to getting in here and seeing what happens uh, w- with the show on Monday. It'll be myself, and I'm not sure who else with me. 
but we'll see what happens on Monday. Okay. Um, Softball should be fun on Monday. Pac-12 live stream. What time? OSU. Uh, one and four. One and four doubleheader against Robert Morris. Have a great weekend, everybody. Enjoy uh, the, the sunshine that we're supposed to get here fairly soon. It's one o'clock. KEJO Corvallis. And translator. K229DI Corvallis. The home of the Beavers. 1240 Joe Radio.